Nick Moses 05 Gaming Podcast. I am here with Josh Foreman, senior, a uh, senior, excuse me, level designer of Mythical Games. Josh, how are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Oh. I'm I'm considering uh, maybe asking for a new position as senior level designer. <laughs> You know what? That that might be something. You might need to ask for that. It might co- you know include some other <laughs> stuff. But now I appreciate it. And I'm a little nervous, Josh. You got me nervous, man. I don't do you know this project is pretty big. I've seen like you know the segment on E3 and the vision that it seems like you guys have. And 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 besides the NFT side of things, the vision and I've actually played it. The level design. Let me ask you, um, how challenging was it? for the level design in Blancos? Was this a challenging thing to do or was it something pretty simple that you probably already had in mind? Well, I guess there's a lot of different ways to answer that. It's a challenge, very challenging project in that it's the first time uh, that I've ever worked on anything. It's kind of the first time in the industry where we're trying to combine several different factors here. So you've got the the blockchain you know, kind of foundation that's supposed to drive that end of things, the economy end of things. So that's complicated. Um, Then you also have sort of an action-oriented multiplayer game, which that's one of the most complicated kind of games you can try to make. Um, And then on top of that, we're also trying to do user-generated content, which is another very complicated thing. So um, it's not that we're not up to it, but it is something that requires a lot of focus and dedication and iteration. Um, fortunately, the team that we've assembled is um, very senior. A lot of people with a lot of experience. Most of us have 20 plus years in the industry. So we've been through the ringer quite a few times and I think we're all kind of up to the task. Nice. Um, you mentioned um, specifically user-created content. Since you mentioned it, um, I noticed there's a level editor with the level editor is that something that's um pretty quick to grasp if you get into which you could take about you know 30 minutes maybe to have an understanding and then maybe you know a couple hours to get an advanced understanding or is this something you're really gonna just you know have to just take the time to understand to really uh get into it that makes sense yeah no that's a great question so it's it is specifically my job to make sure that it is is as easy as possible to get into um so the the degree to which I've succeeded, uh, me and my team has have succeeded on, on this task, uh, remains to be seen. It's one of those things that requires iteration, uh, requires getting it out there and, and getting a lot of feedback and actioning on that feedback. Um, it, here's the way I look at it, is that there is a spectrum of level editors that exist in the universe. So on one end, you have like Unreal 5, or unity where everything is as complicated as possible because it needs to accommodate every possible design goal you could imagine right and so there is you're going to have to do scripting and coding and create all your own textures and build all your own models Um, so that's one end of the spectrum now imagine on the other end there's something like mario maker which is where you just literally drag a tile onto the screen and it just pops into place on a grid right So imagine those two ends of the spectrum. And we're trying to hit closer to the Mario Maker end in the sense that we want people to feel like they're building with a box of Legos. Like they just have all these blocks and they could do amazing creative things with them, but it's not up to them to hand author the individual blocks or 
or make the textures or script the gameplay. Uh, even on the gameplay front, we're trying to imagine it like blocks to have interactive objects like, like uh, guns or uh, race checkpoints, vibes that you can collect, these kind of things. And you just put them in the level and they just work. You don't have to do scripting at all. So uh, you set the win conditions. So you could set up a race right now just by putting race checkpoints in and you go in and you say, I want this to be a race. You just click a box, but then you also put guns in that's just gonna work. Now you can shoot at the other players while you're racing. And it's it's just, it's a super fun uh, light activity. Now it is complicated by the fact that it is 3D. So unlike a Mario Maker kind of game or, or the little big planet games where it's just kind of back and forth on the screen on one flat area, we have to accommodate for being able to build in every direction. And so, We've come up with a variety of techniques to simplify it, but also allow it to be flexible. So we have different ways of snapping things together. A lot of games that let you build, you know, bases and forts in them, they're very limited to, you know, there's one way you could snap things together, for instance. Um, well, we weren't satisfied with that. So we gave you the ability to snap like that, but we also gave you the ability to go off the grid and get really arbitrary with whatever rotation you want. Um, we have the ability to scale props within certain constraints. So again, we're trying to hit that like very simple, easy to understand without adding uh, super complicated stuff, but still giving you the flexibility to be as creative as possible. So um, it's, it's a difficult line to walk, but I think we've uh, had a lot of success just in seeing how amazing and creative uh, games that the uh, builder community has come up with. So that's been really exciting to see that happen. Oh, now you and I, I've got the right man here. I just feel like you're just, <laughs> you're just nailing these questions perfectly. So with um, that, I have a daughter and you know, she's five years old. Immediately when I cut this on and I stayed through the entire E3 reveal and we got our Twitch drop and we're on there and she's, I knew it, she was going to love it from the moment it came. She's like, I wanna try, you know, and, and she loves it. With the level editor, is this something that, um, I'm not sure if you guys test it with an age variety, but is there, do you see more, um, can there be handled by kids? So this level editor, or is this something that, you know, you might wanna teach first and then maybe they can handle it? Yeah, so our goal is to make it as broadly accessible as possible. Again, within the constraints, you know, you have to be able to use it on a controller. Uh, it's in 3D space. So it really just depends on the, the natural abilities of the person who's coming at it. I do think with a five-year-old, probably a little hands-on help at the beginning would be great. But I do wanna say we have featured levels that have been made by the children of employees. I don't know if any of them have been five, but I wanna say one was six or seven and they're just fun. Uh, it's sort of like being able to color outside of the lines and just pile up blocks and, and shapes and interactives wherever you want. And uh, because the way the system works just accommodates it, it's, uh, it's really an exciting thing. Um, you know, you've seen incredible things from Minecraft and Roblox and all these other games out there that, that kids have created. So there is absolutely no reason why uh, little ones could not totally get into uh, the Blanco's building system.
and I'd love to see what she makes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she will. I, I would definitely let you know. Um, as far as when you're in the level editor, is this something that, um, you know, is quick where you can go in and out as far as put something down and, and go right in and test it right away? Or is it something where you're coming back out and kind of going back into it to test it? No, it's just a click of a button. That, that was nice. very important to us. I One thing that I've learned throughout my career is that level design improves every time you test it. So we had to have a very fast iteration cycle. So by iteration cycle, I mean, let's say you've made a, a gap that you wanna jump over. And so you move your two blocks and you jump and it's, a, it's very easy. So you just pop back into edit mode, which is essentially you're floating around on a balloon and you grab that block and you scooch it a little bit and then a button press and you're back running back and forth and you jump. Nice. And so each of those is an iteration loop. And so you can really fine tune things very quickly in the editor. That's one of the things I'm really proud of. Mm. So let me ask you now, you know, I always say, I like to lay back questions. What is the weirdest bug that you've run into during level editing? I'm sure you've run into some weird bug that you just probably said, hey, everybody come on over and take a look what I have just done. What bug would you say you have seen? Um, you know, usually it's the animation bugs that stick out as just a funny experience where, you know, your head will float off your body or your arms and legs will stretch and get really long, you know, that, that sort of thing. It's not directly related to the level editor, but the level editor, uh, because we wanted it to feel like you're actually like a toy floating around in the environment, it's not a very abstract working application like a 3D Studio Max or Maya or something like that, right? We want it to feel like it's building with toys. So we have your little character always on the screen floating around doing these things. And so they have to do a lot of very unique motions. You know, one of the things we have for when you create a block, when you when you bring something in from your library, your character sprays with a little spray can and that's what creates the block in the level. And uh, so, yeah, there've been interesting bugs where just the animation glitches out and it looks hilarious. And I always ask that because I, I just hear funny stories when I ask about the bugs. So Josh, one thing I haven't asked is about you, Josh. How, how did you get here? What is kind of your story? How does someone become a Josh Foreman? How? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. And it's. <laughs> It's funny because it's so hard to answer in an industry that's constantly evolving because hmm. if people come to me asking for advice, the advice that I give now, for instance, I have a son who's 21 and he was asking, you know, at one point he was interested in getting into the game industry. And the answer I gave him is very different than what I was doing in the mid nineties, because back then, you know, studios were a handful of people and there were no video game schools. There was no YouTube learning. There was there was nothing out there to really educate yourself on you know the the best practices for the industry. So things were very. It was the wild west when I started. <laughs> um, I started. I went to the Art Institute of Seattle, and so I started on an art track. And I was very interested. Originally, I wanted to make animatronics for movies. You know, like Jurassic Park dinosaurs nice. and stuff like that. Um, but once I, once I realized I could make video games for a living, you know, when I was a kid growing up in the eighties, mm. video games were made in Japan, they were just imports. And so it was never an option that I considered until I was in college. And once I got that bug, I was like, Ooh, this is, 
this is what I've got to do because creating virtual environments and exploring 3D space is just something I'm super excited and passionate about. And so, yeah, I've, I've been working on the art and level design and kind of where those two fields intersect for the past 25 years. And working on Blanco's has just been an amazing opportunity to bring you know all that experience and try to infuse that into our whole community, our building community to make, you know, it's kind of like propagating all the all the wisdom that has built up over the years to all these other beginners. You know, most of our building community is pretty young. And so seeing them taking on these best practices that I've learned the hard way throughout many years just picking those up in a matter of days or, or weeks or months, uh, it's very exciting. So uh, yeah, it's it's definitely been a career highlight for me. Mm, nice. Uh, something I covered that was mentioned was the artwork and these artists, they're just like left and right, you know, we don't know. Um, and I did see Burberry, oh, I can't imagine how much that's gonna cost, but you know, talk to my daughter later about that. Um, with these artists, uh, I have not heard anything about new. Is this something where up and coming artists as well or anyone can get in there and design? Or is this something where, you know, they, you know, not anyone can design. It's only artwork that you're buying directly from these artists, just so I get a clear understanding of it. Yeah. So from, uh, again, my understanding, and this probably differs depending on who you talk to at the company, oh, but I, understand. I I think the basic strategy that we're going with is we're trying to find really well-known artists in the vinyl toy industry specifically to begin with. And we get our foot in, right? And we have like that recognition factor of like, ooh, this is the latest output from this artist I've been following for years that's been making vinyl toys, but here's the virtual version of it. And so it has a lot of intrinsic worth attached to that name and that brand that they have. So it's a lot of that kind of cross promotion thing happening right now. Yeah. I do see in the future that we're going to start developing um, just new voices in that space because we're we're taking it into a new market right vinyl toys is a physical thing that you buy physical versions of these like collectors items but now that we're moving into this virtual space there's always going to be room for for new people to kind of come up in that space and make a name for themselves so yeah i i'm pretty sure we're we'll be doing that in the future okay no that's good to hear. what is the most difficult thing you had while doing the level designer what is the most difficult challenge you found i know you mentioned trying to find that middle ground right you know was that the most difficult thing or was there something specific that you said hey this was kind of difficult to fine tune or just took a lot of time to work on yeah i guess there's two answers to that our primary okay. challenges are um making the, well, I guess two of them kind of blend together. So one is that we want this to be on any platform that that we want to put it on, right? Nothing has been announced, but just mm -hmm. under, that's just a general understanding that's in the industry. One. Whenever you're making a new game, you want to keep it flexible as right. concerning the platform. So we wanted to make sure that the build mode could be done on a controller and a controller has far fewer buttons than a keyboard and mouse. Yeah. And so that was a, a huge challenge. But at the same time, that offered an opportunity to make sure that the building mode was as as intuitive and simple as possible, given the constraints of being on, in a 3D environment. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was it was kind of those two things at the same time pushing us into the the kind of space that we occupy right now, which I think is a niche that no one else is in. 
as far as uh, user-generated content. So that's really exciting to be in that space and kind of pioneering that area. Um, the other challenging thing is because we don't want people to feel like they need to do scripting or programming, um, we need to make sure that all the interactive stuff that we create just works out of the box and is very intuitive and can be combined in creative ways without breaking or making, you know, it, on the one hand, you need to give people the freedom to be able to make stuff that's not fun and that's ridiculous and broken, right? On the other hand, you want to do as little of that as possible. Like if you can just throw paint at the wall and end up with a beautiful painting, why would you not do that, right? So we're, we're trying to push as much of that intuitive, just play with things, experiment with things. And what we found is that people are very pleasantly surprised that just randomly throwing stuff against the wall, it's surprising how much stuff sticks, so. All right, and you know, this is the last one before I go. After watching the E3, what is the the biggest thing that you've heard as far as feedback? And this is just strictly for you dealing with the level design. What is some of the feedback you've heard after uh, the keynote and after everything was shown? Do you, uh, was there something specific that you heard like, hey, you know, the level design looks great. I think that's the best or it scales for all ages. What was something that you heard that was just the, the biggest thing after E3? Boy, I think um, I think the building aspect of it was so overshadowed by celebrity and big giant name brand appearances. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I have a little a little community that I work with of um, you know what what I designate the hit makers who are making consistently creating really creative and fun levels, and I've been working with them for a couple months now, and so. It's, it's just kind of been eyes on the ball this whole time. Just like, how can we make the most compelling and um, really importantly, uh, inspirational level? So when people get in the game and play, they're having a constant experience of, oh, wow, who would have thought that I could be in this kind of environment doing this kind of thing? That's so exciting. So it, yeah, it's one of those things where E3 honestly hasn't affected that much. We've just been so focused on making just really uh, compelling content so yeah and you know what i seen it i have tried a lot of those levels i'm gonna tell you personally i love them my daughter five years old will create something i will just send you you know quick you know little something of what she does just so you see but you know josh i really really appreciate the time um i, I will say kudos sir I, I am looking forward to more work and i will get into the level editor myself i think you're right scaling it perfectly between you know you don't want it too much like mario make you do kind of want to let people you know do a little more but you're right and my daughter's going to pick that up and i'm thinking she's going to have a good time so josh is there uh any last words you would like to say before you're out uh, just that I sincerely look forward to seeing uh, what you and your daughter make. Please do follow up with that because, um, yeah, that, that is my pride and joy is that build system. And I want to hear your feedback, too. If you're frustrated or confused by anything, please let me know because, uh, yeah, we've got a long list of features that we still have yet to implement. And we want to know where people's pain points are. You know, that's that's kind of the industry lingo for, you know, you're playing the game and at some point you get frustrated with something and you either want to put it down or you switch to something else. Tell me where that happens, because I, I want to make it better. Ah, nice. Josh, you're going to hear it. I appreciate your time, Josh. You have a great day. All right. You too, Nick. Thanks so much. Thanks. Bye-bye.